everybody. Welcome back to the Big Black Clock podcast. I am your host, Kevin, and today we are joined with Carl. How are you doing, Carl? Really, really good. Yes. We're going to talk about me today a lot. We're going to talk about you a lot today um, because it's Carl's collection episode. So yeah, we'll see how many views this gets. So not that everyone's gone. <laughs> <laughs> So what we wanted to do today was go a little bit through your collection, ask you a couple questions on it. What are the next items on your hit list? Mm. Um, but I think that it's uh, a lot of fun. Before we do that, I wanted to talk about uh, a watch that I just recently added to the collection. Ooh! So the watch comes from London. It is a really fun little, I would say almost novelty watch. No, not novelty. This watch is amazing. It's unique. It is unusual. So what it is is um, who... So what is Mr. Jones? So Mr. Jones is a watch brand owned by a gentleman named... Uh, Jones. Crispin Jones. That's what... So he's he, he started off in London and now it's been around since like 2004. So it's been around for quite a bit. They've been doing their job. So... What he does is, as a British watchmaker out of London, is that he makes timepieces that are affordable, but it's really about the art. So the watch that I currently have in my hand is called the um, Last Laugh, and it is the uh, the one that is the, you had an XL version, but this is the smaller one. So this is a it is a twenty joule mechanical movement. It is a Chinese movement. It's not made for the actual uh, watch in itself in terms of of uh, being like, oh my God, this is such a, a great movement. But you're looking, it's a, it's a, it's a seagull, an ST1721, 20 joule, uh, you know, 50 meters of water resistance, 37 millimeter in lug width, 47, 46 millimeter lug to lug, stainless steel. The dial has palladium film and the watch is told through the teeth that are adjusted through the crown that's located on the left side. Yeah. Where this is just an emblem of the watch. Every watch that he has on his website is in collaboration with a different artist. So his intent is not to actually make watches that are very expensive or, or very, uh, you know, high horology. He p- makes it very artistic. So he matches an artist with what he wants to do. Like they have a watch on their website. I love it's called the Nuage, which okay. means cloud. Yes. If you look at that watch. Uh, it's the same dimensions of this, the same watch, everything like that, but the design is different. And what what's different within it is that it has a six o'clock to um, six p.m. six a.m. to six p.m. Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, timing where the 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 moon comes across from the le- nine to three on the dial, uh, with with different lines that represent the hour. The minutes is in the middle. It has gold. It is a gilt. Um, sorry, it has gold and silver. Uh, accents on the actual um, uh, dial. There's, it's gilded with 22 karat gold and silver leaf. That's luminescent. It's, it's a real art piece, so to speak. And then, and it's, and and this one, for example, that one is linked with a designer, uh, French, uh, Eglomisé artist named Marion Labez. So okay. every single one of them. So this one is called the Last Laugh. Yes. It is a skull. Yeah. And the reason why it's based on a Victorian principle called memento mori which means remember you're going to die to remind you to enjoy every minute of your life to really take advantage of every minute that you have so every time you look at that watch the watch goes hey you gonna die (laughs) just remember to chill out man you're gonna end up dying you're like life is short is what it's kind of saying you know you gotta take advantage of it and i think it's a really cool watch every time you look at the watch the watch goes do you have life insurance I saved 50% of my life insurance from switching to Geico. I think it's car insurance. But anyway, <laughs> point is that um, um, yeah. I think it's a really cool watch. I think I like what he does with it. So um, if I'm reading it right right now, it's saying 5.22. And what time is it? 23 on my... 5.22 on my computer. Uh, okay. So it's pretty crazy. Uh, 23 on the watch. On the watch. Okay. Yeah. So well, it's timed with your, with your... But it's pretty cool. I think it's a fun watch. And I think you know people could come out with cheap crap... Uh, fashion brands <clears throat> out there. I think this is uh, more artistic to it. I don't think they're trying to be trendy. I think they link mm. themselves with an artist. They go, let's make something cool, something yeah. unique. And they're not, uh, you know, elimin- unlimited amounts of, of production runs. Yeah. So I really like that watch. What do you think? Um, so two, two critiques, let's say, point. Um, 
I don't know why I feel light. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would. I've loved a watch with a bit more heft to it. I don't know. This is the small one. They have the XL one. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That's but it, like, like uh, we have my old collection in front of me, and we have like similar watches in size, and like this huge difference in weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, but maybe that just me. I'm maybe more used to some weight in my watch. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying I was expecting a bit more. Right. Right. I understand. And the second thing too, I love the idea, the art yep. piece. Yep. Right. It's not that easy to read the time on it. No, no, but there's not <laughs> supposed to. <laughs> yeah, right? The other watches you should see, they have like the, the hour appears in some corner and like that's yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you barely so see it. Yeah, yeah. With that watch, I feel like every time I, I would be part of a collection or wear it, right? And that day I was wearing it. Every time I look at the watch, go, <sighs> wait, let me check my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know right? what you mean, yeah. But beside that, it's really, really nice. Really and, cool. And yeah. you know what? If they're doing... Um, Sorry, I have to also say the price. Yeah, 200 pounds. It's like 215 pounds. So like 350. Yeah, 350 bucks. So it's a good price for a fun watch. Yeah, so the price of a khaki field. Uh, no, I think khaki field is more like 500 bucks. You can get it for 400, come on. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm sure you can. The manual wine. Yeah, I've seen it maybe for 350 US. Yeah. Manual wine, the small. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Not the one that I just showed. The one I showed you bronze last episode yeah, was, was a thousand. Was a thousand bucks. But it, I, last episode I was about to say, I didn't say this is like, $600 worth of metal. <laughs> yeah, bronze. Beautiful watch. Um, but if they're doing collab with artists... <laughs> Every single watch is different artists. Yeah. Um, now I'm only expecting them to do a collab with uh, Second Second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> an affordable, an affordable <laughs> Mr. Jones. Well, the thing with Second Second is we don't know their pricing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's uh, true. The thing is you have to contact them and it's a custom build order for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and for now, they only like did three watches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Mr. Jones, what I like about them as well, English brand, non-pretentious. Like, they're really cool mm. people. Um, they're all about making really fun watches. And What's the Outcast song goes? It's not Mr. Jones, it's Mrs. <laughs> uh, Ms. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ms. Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm, I'm really loving this. I might even get this new Ash one. Mm. I may, because I just think it's, I mean, for, for, for art, pieces like this i think they're just really cool and they're gonna age well and i think they're just fun and i think we sometimes have to take fun in this fucking yeah, hobby yeah, you, and have not just, you have not to just buy fucking i need hierology don't be rolex and don't or don't be one of those assholes that goes oh, unless you have this you know this type of movement or this kind or it's from this country it's shit you know no guys no mm. that's that's crap this is functional <laughs> male jewelry to me i've seen male but like because women have more jewelry than men i think this is yeah. this is our this is our realm of so fun. what kevin is saying is don't be dima <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> well, you kind of did. You kind of did. Rhymes with shmishmishtree. Yeah. It's fun because he's not here to defend himself. So into your collection. Yeah. Wrist check before we start. Maybe I'll go first. I'm wearing a watch from Carl's collection. And maybe we can do the wrist check and integrate into the subject. Yeah. I am wearing the Tudor Heritage Ranger. Yeah. yeah. I am wearing it on the green NATO strap. The army, the army camo. camouflage, yeah. the camouflage uh, NATO strap. I know it's handmade, made by the same nuns that make the Chanel dresses. Uh, every pattern is unique because they're handmade, so mm -hmm. they never they don't all look the same. Um, great watch. Um, so why don't you talk to a little bit about it? Well, cool, quickly about the strap. Something that's funny you said they're all individually made. Yes, and a good way of seeing it is it's not print, so you can see uh, through and through that the pattern is a similar, the same one on both sides. That's a good way of seeing if there was um, wounded um, and wound that way uh, for uh, those straps. And and that watch, funny enough, um, I bought it from Kevin, so it was in his collection previously. Now it's in mine. And the plan is to sell it. So why do you love this watch? What is it about this watch that you really, really... So like I was saying a bit earlier, um, I bought it from you, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. And um, I was able to see it, play with it, <laughs> before purchasing it. And it was my introduction to Explorer Watch, right? To yep. field E watches. Yep. Um, that was in my early days of uh, watch collecting. One Watch watch enthusiasm, uh, should I say, right? At that time, I had the... My Bulova, we're going to talk a bit about later. Yeah. And some like knickknacks of watches that didn't really mean anything. Uh, just saying that I had watches. I so remember when you were shopping, you had sent me that Bulova, the picture of it. And you were yeah. So that was it. my first big purchase yeah. uh, as well, right? And it was from you. Like I was saying a bit earlier too, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to explain a bit while later. 
Um, but I think that was the introduction to the Explorer dial, the 12, 3, 6, and 9. And I think it's a real killer. You know, it's very matte, cream dial. They do it very deep black. Yeah, and, and uh, it's not white. It's a creamy yellow, Cream, yeah. old school. But you know, like when we were talking in the last episode about the Havan Tuvani, about the vintage yep. and how people kind of fail sometimes when they're mm-hmm. trying to make a vintage style watch now. Yeah. They do it well here, but I think it's because they haven't changed it from the, mm-hmm. the old actual yeah. old arrangers, right? Yeah. Um, drilled lugs, uh, no cron guard. Wonderful. Um, the old Tudor logo. The old Tudor logo, yeah. Right. Uh, it's the like a windmill, I think. Yeah. Um, it's for me that watch was an home run. It's at that movement as well, so it's not too yeah, too expensive to um, yeah. to service. So it, it's a good home run. They're not making it anymore. No, so now now it's exclusive, and I'm selling it because I'm just not wearing it. I have something that uh, kind of replaced it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, like a bit, little bit better. Uh, we'll talk about it later. But um, yeah, so that that's a Ranger. Uh, this week I'm wearing because we're doing the wrist check. Uh, once again, my CWC. Um, since I got the new NATO strap from, from CWC, probably makes the best ones on the market right now. At least the one I had the chance to look and have on watches. I think what's great about that CWC versus what you would buy on the site is that that was one that's, uh, it's not one that's from the site. You're talking about one that was a military it, issue. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So in 06, I uh, was in the military. So 06, it's somewhere in the Afghanilands. <laughs> <laughs> Afghanilands. Durka 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 Oh my gosh uh, uh, And that's why we're getting cancelled So <laughs> yeah, I just watched too much South Park Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah no I think it's a really perfect Well you know Not perfect but Just the fact that It got a contract to work with the uh, The army from the UK And was in service and survived And came back And was able to be purchased through auction And sold to a consumer like me Right. I, think, I think it's a pretty pretty insane story for I, a watch. The, the watch has been places. Did you, is that important to you that it's been through something? Like, is that an additional? Like, yeah, I really like it. Um, not the fact that it went through stuff. That the, the, the fact that it survived through those things, right? Right. Um, the dial, like the section between the dial and the case, because when you when you pull on the on the crown on it, the old dial move with it in the case, and, oh, yeah. and, and you see against the dial the section that touched the case, it's kind of rusty. Oh yeah, right. Okay. So, so it it did survive some stuff, right? Those watches are built for the army to be disposable. Right. When they break, they just throw it onto the field. They never break, and they take a new one, right? Yeah. Uh, the water resistance. This one is not water resistant anymore, as yeah. per the people who sold it to me. Fair enough. Uh, they just don't want to certify that. <laughs> um, but with all the marking, with all the but scratches, you but you could. You could go get this water resistant. If you go and you're like, look, they changed the seal on the glass, yeah, the case but, back, and the crown, and you're but, done. But, but f- from factory, it's 5 ATM. Yeah, it's it's made to be like... Disposable. Yeah, it's made to be like in the field, <laughs> uh, literally, yeah, yeah. in the and, field. And so it's it's made to be useful and as cheap as possible, right? Yeah. So like th- th- that watch and the brand new G10, that's a CWC G10, cost me the same. It kind of it kind of makes you think of so for they same learn money, from their mistake yeah for same money are you gonna brand you one or one that's a backstory right I agree I agree right and I think that CWC kind of learned from their mistakes like now we're gonna make something disposable they had the Royal Navy diver that they used to like issue mm-hmm. to the army yeah like automatic watches <laughs> expensive like no we can't do this more give them quartz yep so it kind of makes you wonder it's like oh, look if you really want one you should get a quartz mm. you know like I think the, the two big uh, like for me. Like metrics, if it's good for the army and or NASA, good enough. That's good enough for you. It's good enough right? for you. They'll do crazy things that I will never do in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like if if a watch can survive on the side of a submarine, yeah, good enough for me. Good enough for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, that that's a that's a risk check for this week. The CWC uh, G10. That uh, you know what? Uh, probably may sell. We'll see how that goes. Um, you know, people are well, listening to the podcast. Frankly, I know I've been doing that for the last month. I just <laughs> didn't have the courage yet to sell my collection. Uh, but it's getting there. Slowly but surely, I'm going in the right direction. All right. <laughs> so what's next on the list here? Maybe so, the other one that started it all. How about you give us yeah. this so one? So if we go back to episode one, when we talk about what got it, got it, us into um, watch uh, collecting or enthusiasm, for me was, uh, well, there's meeting Kevin there. 
I did just respark something I had when I was a young kid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when your uncle played the tickle monster or something. <laughs> and, God damn. And so I start re, re, uh, reading into it, re, researching uh, watches and the Bulova with the crazy story with Tim Scott, Adam Scott. No, Adam Scott is an actor. Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Scott. Mr. Scott. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, that we know we don't really know, but kind of cheated his way with a bunch of stuff <laughs> from Earth to the Moon, and part of it was his Belova. Right, because uh, it was it was his own personal item. Exactly right. He, they had the Speedmaster to go all the way to the Moon. So that backstory, the fact that Belova was able to have that Moon stamp without getting certified. That, that's what it pushed me that's over. It's pretty gangster. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like we cheated our way to the moon. But I think, you know, I remember when you saw it, you had seen it and you said, man, this is really nice. Mm-hmm. And then I remember telling you, I was like, go read the story about why it's so cool. And you were like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. pretty cool. And, and uh, we got the chance to go to um, multiple stores. Kevin took me out one day and I remember going to a store that had some boulevards and they had one in stock and we just quickly look into it. And I was like, right. Okay. All right. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> And that was my first purchase, uh, a watch, let's say, over $50. Right? And I, I think it's really sad that Dimitri had such a bad experience in his purchase <laughs> because he had two that didn't line up well. Yep. And he had them returned and it kind of soured him on the, the, the brand. The, 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 yeah. Or that watch in particular. But I know that he he sees them now, like he has your yeah. versions, the multiple ones I've had. <laughs> and he goes, man, it's a nice watch. And he goes, and, but he has no need for it because he has a Speedmaster. But he goes, if I didn't have the Speedmaster, I would absolutely buy uh, that, yeah. lunar pi- that Lunar Pilot. And, and, and the fact that it's uh, it's really retro, like the uh, crystal that's yeah. squared off, right? It's not one rounded edges. It's squared off. It's over the, the watch itself. Uh, for me, that's a give a lot of cachet. Oh, I love it. It really right. fits the, yeah. When you it's, look very, it's, very, it's, thick. it's very space you know, like if you think it's like, oh, there's a watch that's going to go into space, the the crystal and the way, yeah. like, that's the one that will go, mm-hmm. you know? So, no, and, and something that I think your wife pointed out at some point, uh, it's a it's small lug width for the case size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? She pointed it out. You sure? Okay. Yeah, I, I do remember that clearly. Oh. She, also, <laughs> she says some funny things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, she's getting good watches. She's good. She, 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 what we're watching. No, sorry. We're watching that... Um, uh, that show a modern family. Have you okay. heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should watch it. Very funny. The dad in it, the 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 dad, the sorry, the older gentleman. He's wearing a Bell and Ross. He goes, "Hey, it's a Bell and Ross." I'm like, "Yeah, it is." How do you know that? She goes, "Ah," because, but Bell and Ross is very unique with the square case, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's wearing traditional Bell and Ross. It's like the 42 millimeter, the green, the BR but she case, sees right? The, yeah, the BR case, and she sees yeah. the typical green square dot. She goes, "That's Bell and Ross." I'm like, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's either this or still a flight instrument. And strap it to his wrist. wrist. Like, there's only two options. It's either a Bell and Ross or you literally took a clock from a plane. Oh, yeah. But that was kind of the point, right? They wanted to yeah, do yeah. a cockpit dial, which I think Well, the great. last release was a radar. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really like nice. uh, matte black and red, right? And anyone who says, oh, the, the, um, the Bell and Ross, the new BR05 that's blue and black with the integrated bracelet, they're like, that's just a copy of the older. I'm like, no, it looks like a Bell and Ross. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like a Bell and Ross. And yeah. it's just like, if you like Bell and Ross, that's the one to get. People are ah, you're trying to copy. No, no, no. They didn't try to copy shit. They made an, a, a Bell and Ross. It's mm-hmm. a Bell and Ross. Anyway. Just yeah. just happened that the design is popular. <laughs> but no, it's just, I'm sorry. If anyone yeah. does an integrated bracelet, they go, oh no, it's Gerald Genta. Like, look, I, you know, I laughed. The, the Gérard Perejo, Laureato, yes. Yes. came up. People go, it's a copy of the Nautilus and the... It came out before the Nautilus. <laughs> <laughs> came out after the Royal Oak, but it came out before the Nautilus. Like, Calm your tits. <laughs> Seriously. Akuna, your tatas. Exactly. Akuna, <laughs> your patatas. <laughs> <laughs> so something that's um, funny with the Big Black Clock collections, if we took all the collections together, yeah. um, Kevin had literally all the versions beside mine for that Lunar Palette. And if God willing, I'll have the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that last, limited one. In last episode, we're talking about the new uh, release of the limited edition, the gold uh, finish. Um, so... Kevin went as soon as they went um, classic font. I was like, yes, yes. like buy now add and to the cart. polish and the pol- <laughs> and no date. Yeah, it was like add to cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like add to cart can, now. Can buy now. <laughs> can you know what I was thinking? That would be the amazing iteration of that watch. You know, like the Omega X thirty three, that digital version of the Speedmaster. <laughs> what if they came out with some kind of any digi version 
on this lunar pilot. Mm. I think it'd be if you know if it they could, could get it, it could right, remove some of the thickness. You imagine the, it'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. But do they have the um, fan base to pull it off? Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's they have yeah. the fuck you money to be able to do it. But I don't yeah, know for sure. Base, but yeah. isn't Bullhub part of the Swatch Group in some ways? No, no. Bullhub was no. now owned by um, Citizen. That's why it was funny. I owned a Bulova A15, which yep. is a pilot watch that had a Selena movement in it. And people go, why doesn't that Miura, which Citizen owns? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but yeah. it, it's owned by Citizen Group. Yeah. But they used to be part of the, they used to be an um, uh, American brand, right? Mm. So anyway, what's next on the list, man? Uh, the only dress watch I have and the watch I wore the less often of, of my whole collection. The least often. The yeah. least often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frédéric Constant Classic. So it's an automatic watch. White dial, it's the uh, Roman numeral as well on the uh, yeah twelve it's a classic indices three and uh, uh, twelve four and uh, seven. So forty millimeter, twenty millimeter lug width. You're yeah. looking at an ETA twenty twenty four. This is when they were still affordable. I mean, mm-hmm. the watches uh, and it's going up in value. They're they're wonderful. It's a wonderful timepiece. <laughs> they, I followed them on um, Chrono twenty four just to see the value. Yeah, and they. Like uh, saw to they pound so much they oh, go yeah. from a thousand to seven hundred bucks like monthly. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so people love them. People don't love them so much. Um, so second watch I bought from you. The yeah. last one I yeah. bought from you as well. Um, I wanted to go through uh, like in my head back then watches was something a bit more luxurious, a bit more dressy. I was trying to maybe go more, but into that route. Uh, when you dress up you put a nice watch and all those things that was my thinking when i bought it from you right as well as it was a simple one right there's some dress watch that sometimes can be necessarily in the extreme because it's a dress watch but really gold really yeah. um, they put flashy. Of, yeah flashy right so that frederic constant was as classic as it looked as it has the same name right yeah it's really simple it's white kind of if you don't want if you don't know watches you don't see it Strap monster, as well. Uh, they come with like three different straps. Like well, yeah, I gave you three straps with it. That's how I said came with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like the British racing green. There's a blue like croco embossed yep. leather strap, and then there's the. Uh, so got it. I wore it. I think for like a um, month straight. Yeah. Put it in my. You haven't worn it. And maybe twice. Do you, you enjoy wearing it when you wear it? Yes. Oh yeah. But it doesn't. I don't feel it like it's suiting me. Yeah, as much as other things, right? I grew to love a lot more the field type, and um, some divers. And at first, divers were I was a big no for me, right? I remember early on you were showing me like the Submariner, who's like the godly, icon. right? Yeah. And I was like the, nah. the watch ever, and you're like, yeah. I was like, nah. like what's that bezel? Doesn't be a good taste. You still show me. You're like, oh, I really like this. I'm like, yeah, it's a Jaeger Lecoultre <laughs> Tourbillon. I'm like, yeah, it's a really, yeah, wonderful yeah. timepiece. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's the same thing with everyone when they started, right? The same thing when you start loving yeah, cars. Dima, you go, you go, and you love exotics. Dima it was it was tough in terms of when I'd show him. I'm like, isn't this the perfect watch? And I'd show him a Datejust, you know, a Rolex Datejust. Because no, nah, it's a little bit too busy and. And it is, his tastes evolved as well because yeah, it was like... He started from Bauhaus, go, right? But yeah, he was very Bauhaus. But it's also within his style. Like if you look at his apartment, you look at his... Uh, Tones of gray. <laughs> if you look at his... Uh, yeah, but his, like, his overall like yeah. uh, style, he, he likes the minimalism in general. Bauhaus is not necessarily minimalism. Bauhaus has a very, you know, a focus and he uses minimalism to give you a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's a very particular style. It's not just making everything minimal that makes it Bauhaus. Yeah. Um, and he was more attracted to that. So he'd be like, I'm really into these uh, Jung Hans and Nomos and nothing wrong with that. They do proper Bauhaus. But then eventually he, he would say every once in a while you get a message saying, you know, this watch has really started to grow on me. And I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Duh. The one you didn't like before. But it was the yeah. same for me. You know, I'm yeah. just a few years along. So, so the only the only watch brand that you showed me a lot that still didn't grow Ever? at all on me, yeah. Cartier. Oh, you can't, huh? I no, love I, I, I understand why they're nice. Oh, they're great. I just can't love them. You can't love them, huh? I look at them. I know you own one with the yeah, Ballon Bleu. The Pasha. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And, and I go, okay, yeah, I know why. I understand the aesthetic, right? I understand why they're doing it. I understand their places in the watch world as well. Uh, that's it. I wouldn't see they myself are buying maybe one. maybe the original. I think they're so OG. Like of all the brands, one mm. of my favorites because when you look at Cartier... 
and you read their history, the same way you like Booker for being a one family, one stop yep. shop, Gatsi kind of has that. Mm. It went like it went then to the sons and all the way up to the very recently. And then this lady took it over and they, they, and they really respect it. And here's the other thing about Gatsi I find is crazy. They got it right on the first shot. Meaning their designs really didn't change all that much. Yeah. Their dials pretty much stayed the same because they're like, we got it right. And their Santos, for example, didn't change much. It's incredible. When, it, when you think about it, you go, man, you guys got it right on the head. And your whole fucking brand's identity is on that one design that you guys got right. I mean, Rolex only came out with the Samaritan in 53. The Santos came out oh. in 19. 19- yeah, the, the Santos came out in fucking 1908. Yeah, that's insane. 1908. <laughs> it's been a hundred and fucking uh, like twelve. More? No. Thirteen. What year do you think we're in? <laughs> 1908. But so yeah, so a hundred years. 113. Yeah. So plus twelve, it's twenty. Twenty. Oh, 21. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Like <laughs> I, I take we're 2021. So that's why I said like uh, Jude. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but the point is, yeah, they got it right like on the first shot. And I really, I just admire a lot about Cartier when you read about them. Yeah. And you read about the brand, they're just incredible what they yes. came up with. So like anyway. I said, I understand that. Yeah. Still Can't get behind them. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, you have one. Do you do you. <laughs> Maybe we should have an episode where we talk about like the stuff that people are like, wow. And we're just like, really? And why <laughs> we can't get behind them. Maybe. Maybe. There's but a few I, of those. I, that's, that's about taste as well. Because so. I'll give you one, like a brand I have trouble getting behind. Omega. They make great stuff. I mm. love some of their stuff. No offense to Dima. No, they use a speedmaster. No, 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 no. Offense to Dima. Offense to <laughs> but, but there's a lot of stuff that they make. Like, I am not the biggest fan of the Aquaterra. I'm not mm. the biggest fan of the Planet Ocean. Mm. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of uh so, of, the, of their seamasters i like their their professional the yeah. m with the wave dial but like all their vintage looking things i'm like all right i liked what they did to the olympics but they have a big collection i'm like okay the uh i like their constellation like it's nice this integrated thing but but plus que ça, like not more than that mm. you know it's not like oh my god i have i have to own one i just go i'm like okay y'all are doing good your watches are nice and you're trying to price them like rolex but you're still not there to me, yeah. you know? And that's why when I see Tudor, that's like supposed to be at the equivalent of Omega, that's cheaper, and they're punching above Omega. I'm like, wow, yeah. guys. But Tudor's, Tudor's good. Tudor <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. They do a lot for what it is. Which Dima hates Tudor. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. He <laughs> in, the, in the episode, well, that was his thing. He goes, yeah. he was like, yeah, Tudor's just a cheap Cheaper Rolex. Rolex. <laughs> I'm like, show me which ceramic diver you can get. Yeah. A full ceramic diver or a full silver or full bronze diver in Omega Rolex. Mm-hmm. None doesn't have that. Tudor has yeah. it. So next one, after that, for all the other ones, I don't really have a timeline. <laughs> As I my brain does not register timelines well. It's <laughs> hilarious. But I'll go with another watch I bought from you. Yes. Uh, you know, Ocean Rover. Yeah. The uh, GSLID. Yeah. And the reason, I bought, the reason I bought it was because I liked it. You were like, yeah, I want to try it. Exactly. I was yeah. like, that's the spec for spec sub, right? Deal. Oh, it's like the super homage. Right? Um, it's And it is, eh? It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> that that bracelet. The bracelet's oh, amazing. Eh? <laughs> you uh, know, they, that glide luck. Yeah. Oh, it's, man. They really do it right. But apparently, yeah. the guy who owned this brand started as a crook. <laughs> yeah, he started. He was the one making counterfeit full like, like, high-end AAA, replica. Right, yeah. AAA replicas yeah, of Rolexes, yeah. right? Yeah. So I bought that watch from you um, because... You know the worst part is, sorry, I just have to say this, that you see on YouTube after people are like, I don't want to rush to judgment that. And it's like, did you see the evidence? Like there's all this thing. And then like this guy, Charles Jeannot, was supposed to come out and talk. There's no Charles Jeannot. <laughs> <laughs> there's no Charles Jeannot. It's like Weekend at Birdies. There's no Charles Jeannot. Yeah. Yeah. People just couldn't get it. I didn't. Anyways. Anyway, go ahead. Talk to me about it. Um, so I bought it from you because that watch was the spec for spec sub and you know i was getting more and more into watches you love sub mariners to die for and everyone online was like it's the watch it's the watch it's the watch i was like i don't know rolex seems kind of shitty <laughs> you cannot buy any watch and yeah. I, I did that, that nice right so you had this one and you said, oh i might part way with it and i was like you know what i'll buy it from you yeah yeah i give you a good yeah. price and i was like you know what and i even said i go you'll enjoy your experience to see whether you like a sub or not what i remember about that it was like within a day and a half it was like a, a Thursday and the Friday I was coming here for a beer. It's true. You was like, yeah. with money, it was like, here. It was like, it, give me. Give me. Yeah. And, and I left with it, right? And the thing is, I wore it for like a month, every day. 
Yeah. Right. I shower with it, sleep with it someday even. And I was like, I I'll see if it, the hype. Uh, Sinks and in. after a month, I remember you asked me. So, oh. and I went like, God damn it. Yeah, you need a sub. <laughs> I need a sub now. <laughs> it's like, why? It took a, so was it a month it took to convince you? No. Like, I think within the first week and a half, like every day was like doubling my, my interest into that design. And after that, it was like the last two weeks was just, okay, yes, I need it. Like, well, like me finding my own, uh, in, in, like inside talk of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, Rolex is not that good. Maybe it is. And I think that the, you know, and the, the mark, even if people don't like it, the, 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 the mark on the industry is that every single micro brand that's out there, every single brand that is trying to make a dive watch, mm. they have to try They go, oh, this is just sub stuff, right? They're trying to make something that doesn't look like the sub. Yeah. And everything, every micro brand that seems to make a good diver, it seems because that they mimic the sub in some way. And exactly. then every so often, sorry, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying generalizing, every so often you'll get a micro brand or an independent brand or another brand that makes a perfect diver that is not like the sub. But you know what the worst part is? People will always say, wow, this watch is so good and it doesn't look like the sub. Yeah. So if that's a benchmark, <laughs> it is. It just shows how yeah. at the at the base how good the Rolex Submariner actually is. Mm, yeah. So yeah, it really really grew on me. And at the same time, while putting me into understanding what uh, a Submariner spec and or the, all the the fuzz was about, I was not into divers at all. And yeah. le like not leaving the journal, so I still have it. But getting to my next watch purchase, now I was looking into divers. Divers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so it introduced me to a new, a new set of uh, watches. Maybe that's and a good segue for the next yes. one. Yes. So when yes, I, yes, this is a pandemic. This is a COVID watch. It is. It is, and it was a uh, get a promotion watch as well. Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fired and got promotion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got fired from my previous role, and another team in my company were like, "Well, you know, we." Don't want you to leave. You don't say with that crazy girl's like, I hate you, I'm breaking up with you. And then she slaps you and she goes, Oh my god, I love you. That's exactly how <laughs> exactly. you felt. <laughs> Roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> Within four days. So what uh, the fuck just happened? Uh, so I when I was looking to divers, starting to look at what I wanted, um for some uh, not for some reason, I wanted something that popped out in colors, right? Some divers as can have some flashy colors. The Rolex and Mariner had like that blue, <laughs> right? That kind of the Smurf, right? Uh, that popped out the uh, the um, Hulk, that's all right. green. Uh, the Starbucks, Starbucks. If you want the black dial, green bezel, and those things really inspired me. As when I was starting to look into divers, it was something I okay. My next one's gonna be a diver. It's gonna be my next big purchase. Is gonna be a diver, and while looking to those things like big colors, Tudor had the Pelagos with yep. that. Blue. Oh, God, that blue. And I remember seeing it the first time at Chateau d'Ivoire in 80 here in Montreal. Yeah. And the reason I saw it is they have a lot of brands at that 80, a lot of brands. And I was walking towards the Rolex section and that blue popped out so much from that case at Tudor. Yeah. Right? I had to stop. Like, okay, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, a mat. It's the... Oh, and, and they pull it out and, you know, when you look at it and you see it, oh, that thing's going to be heavy. Right, and so, they give it yeah, to you and yeah. go ooh, ooh because I really feel like other than the Submariner you look at watches most of them are like this is a dive watch mm. but your watch is a diver's watch yeah yeah you know? <laughs> yeah. there's the escape valve on it and, but when it gave, gave it to me I was expecting something that was heavy right I had Maginot stainless steel had some heft to it uh, and it gave me the Pelagos is bigger it's 42 and titanium titanium yeah. super light and I'm not big on uh Um, um, polish finish yeah and the titanium is brushed pretty much it's not too too reflective i'm not like right. a crow i don't like flashy things <laughs> you're rolling your eyes because you do <laughs> the beds i have brush stuff i have a lot of brush stuff um so i was like god damn it wearing it seeing that bracelet with the spring in it that's kind of a glide lock but not really uh, built for like a um, wetsuit wetsuit mm -hmm. right So I was like, okay, cool. You know, drop it there. Go see some Rolex. Exactly. Go back home. First thing I do, Twitter Pelagos. <laughs> What? How hard is it to get them and everything? And I remember, I think that day I sent you a bunch of pictures. I was like, okay, I need, I need to get this thing. And what was my answer? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> do We're it. the worst. <laughs> do, do it. it. <laughs> Just fucking do it. So um, for the next like 12 months, I was putting money aside. I was like, okay, my next birthday, that was in my head. 
I'm going to purchase a Pelicos, mm-hmm. right? Um, so for over 12 months, that was before the pandemic. Every time we go to 80, that was a thing we do like maybe once a month, maybe once or two months. We'd like beer. We just uh, watch shopping. Yeah. Watch shopping and beers, right? Yeah. Uh, every time we went to all our Twitter 80s in Montreal, at least the one we go often, they didn't have any. Oh, no, wait, hard to get, hard to get. We don't have them. We don't have them, right? Right. So things go on. Pandemic happened. Um, maybe four or five months away from my birthday. Still didn't find any. We go to one of our AD and we talked about it. Still not in the case. Still not there. Ah, it's okay. Let's go see some quartier for you, I remember. Yeah. Right? And one of the uh, salesmen goes like, hey, you know what, Carl? May I have a surprise for you? <laughs> Give me a minute. I'm like, okay. Oh, we'll be at the cur- But cur- we didn't think it was that. What did we no. think it was? Because before, before between, we between Tudor and um, Cartier, we stopped at Grand Seiko. Yeah. Right? And I was asking about their GMTs. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the JBGJ, the JB... 221. 221? Yeah. The, the blue GMT. Yeah. Is it JBGJ? I thought it was 207 or something like that. No? SBJG239. Okay, SBJG. That's the yeah. green one. 237 is the blue one. Yeah, and you wanted the... the you I wanted want to see it. You want the green one with the metal bracelet. Yes. So I wanted to see it, and it's a rare watch. So I was expecting them to have one in the... Uh, the, the safe, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Like in my head, I was like, they're going to bring me a $11,000 watch just to look at. That's cool, right? So the thing is, when they came back, they had that blue pelicus on the tray. Yeah. And they're like, do you want to try it? Like, we just got it today. We didn't call anyone else yet. You know, there's, there's quote unquote, a list for it. I know that would probably sells tactic, but you know, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, oh yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah okay. so it worked. So I was like, okay, you know what? Like five months are now. Let's do no, it. But, the, the, but no, because we had a conversation. You're like, I'm like, well, you can just finance it. You're like, really? How much does that come down to? And we did the math. It was interest free for that. I'm like, yeah, it's like a hundred bucks is something a month. You're like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> $112. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is that much it is? It, it it's is. ridiculous. It's it, nothing. It is. Yeah. So we, we, we shop at Burks who does yeah. have in-house financing and it's a zero interest. For 40 months or something. I was like, like ridiculous. <laughs> So, so I was like, um, I have the money aside. So I was like, why not? And said so it, it's stress free. I even said it. You were like, I have the money aside. I'm like, no, don't spend your money, dude. If it's interesting. Yeah. Just- no. So that money went to uh, uh, the stocks. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that was used le- l- later for something else. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I got a tutor, and that was a promotion watch as well as like a birthday watch as well as a pandemic watch. Everything at the same time watch, and that was my first big purchase and my big swiss one um diver and right you know what not looking back and i love that thing I, every time i wear it i was like oh it's so nice it's well, amazing th- it's that bracelet one. just that the spring setup that can change the size like like this in a snap it's really really fun i really really do love it on to the next one yeah so we were saying a bit earlier that I'm, I'm 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 huge i'm big i'm hard <laughs> for field watch whoa Thank God he says for fuel watches. So, fully ready to mount the field watches. <laughs> ready to mount. Um, that was the uh, watch I got um, influenced by a movie. So, the Hamilton, um, it's a khaki. It's the Murph. So, from the f- uh, movie Interstellar from Christopher Nolan. Yep. If it, one of my favorite movies, if it's not my favorite. Oh yeah, I've watched it. I remember being in the theaters, leaving, not even being able to talk about it for like ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, I was like, oh man, what, what happened? Like, it's the same situation for me. Yeah. Oh, it was nuts, right? And there's a central piece of that movie. Uh, that's the watch uh, that the dad gave to his daughter that she leaves and then gives yeah. to Murph, Murphy, right? Uh, mm-hmm. His daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And Hamilton is known for doing a lot of movie watches. Yeah. He's wearing a Hamilton as well, right? He's wearing the khaki field pilot. Yes. And so they did to they decided to do that um that Murph edition for the khaki field. They had a limited edition for the box or just a standard edition of the same watch, just a standard Hamilton box. And I think what's cool just so everyone listening out there is that this watch is not one that they had that put in the movie like the one that Matthew McConaughey is wearing. This is one that they had made specifically yep. for the movie, and then it had such buzz around that they decided to produce yes a model of it exactly. Um, so it's a field watch. It's a big, big it's a bit bigger than a field watch. 
I don't have the spec in front of me. Uh, cathedral hands, and there's all the um, uh, numbers of 1 to 12 on the dial. Indices, yeah. Indices. Um, it's really, for me, an home run for um, a, maybe a bit dressier for a, a field watch. Open yep. case back. Yep. Um, 10 bar water resistance. It's really, really a good, good watch. Only thing that's bad about that watch was the bends that came with it. The, the, the strap. Yeah. The straps. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's, as Kevin said in previous podcast, that's what you want them to cheap on. That's right. Yeah. Right? yeah. You yeah, don't want yeah. to cheap out on anything else than the no, strap. No. <laughs> change it. I'll, I'll change the strap, but cheap out on anything. It's that. Yeah. Exactly. I don't even need a nice box. No. You know, you see these micro Se brands. Seiko doesn't give a shit about boxes. <laughs> you see other brands, they give you like this beautiful, like black piano, yeah. you know, lacquered, shiny box. And then it's like, how much money do you guys put in this box? I'm like, what's going to be wrong with the watch, right? <laughs> the other ones, they put yeah. a little cardboard box and then the watch is stunning. You're like, yeah, that's where you put yeah, the Yeah. But yeah, so that was just an home run watch. It just make a lot of sense. And I was uh, fortunate enough to get it like under MSRP. New. Yeah. Little yeah. nod on the second hand. They put like a Morse code. What does it say? Morse code for Eureka. Yeah, Eureka. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the thing. Yeah. That's was, a thing in a movie He was speaking as well. to her Morse code through the library, right? Yeah, through yeah. that second hand in the watch, and it was pretty much like it's an old movie. I don't care about spoiling it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, spoiler give, alert! You give her like the like pretty much the statistics, the data to understand gravity. Yeah, right. Through that second hands in the movie, exactly. And when she found the calculation that was able to harness gravity power, she screamed Eureka. So that's like a yeah, going uh going the full mathematician circle. screamed Eureka. He was naked in the bathtub, right? Who? What? The real the mathematician. Oh yeah. Originally, who discovered I'm not sure which equation had yelled Eureka, but he was like naked in a tub and he screamed that he was running around naked, saying Eureka, and people were like, "What's wrong with him? A crazy mathematician!" But he like solved. Does that so, mean like naked men and like? <laughs> it's something. Like, I'm naked. I'm naked. I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> so I think good home run for for Emilton on this one. Anyone oh, yeah, who had the chance to try one, go for it. Uh, the lug. Um, with lug to lug, lug to the lug. big long maybe that's the only thing I could. Most pilots' watches I find or field watches tend to be, yes. Even their other camel, the khaki field mm -hmm. is not very large, but it's like the lug to yep. lug. The IWC pilots' watch, which is forty millimeters, <laughs> it's like fifty-one lug to lug. I'm like Jesus, yeah. just crouches over. Even that Longines Legend Diver has a very good forty-one millimeter, forty-two millimeter. Mm -hmm. But the lug to lug is like fifty one or something. It's just monstrous. Yeah. Um, so following that um, that Murph, it's just uh, pretty much put down that I love Phil watches. Um, right. I was as as one does during meetings on Chrome twenty four. <laughs> right. But you already talked about this watch. I did my wrist check. I'm just gonna say oh, okay. why I bought it and why. <laughs> there you go. So I the CWC I was talking earlier. Um, I I was pretty much that was a during meeting purchase. <laughs> Uh, I, I just read the story about the watch. I saw that 200 pounds price. I was like, add the card. Right. C come to me. Come now. Exactly. And I didn't know much about CWC when I bought it. I just found it the design nice, interesting, not too expensive. I could easily justify uh, that purchase, right? We all do like purchase. Impulse? I don't. <laughs> what bars <laughs> you drink is like, buy. <laughs> <laughs> like two weeks after that, you're embarrassing oh. me. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's terrible. I, I have a few of those, yeah. <laughs> we can consider it a problem now. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> if it's, it's more than problem. once, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> um, so I had to buy it. And now since since that purchase, I had to read a lot more into CWC. That's the Cabot Watch Company and yeah. what they do for in the UK and everything. And now I really love the brand. That's a great brand. Right. And it's very you. You know, like you like military watches and military mm -hmm. style watches. So, so so now the thing is most of the watches I'm talking today, the plan was a couple of months ago to oh, I know what you're gonna talk about now. To I sell think. yes, you, you know. I talked about it already. Okay, 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 okay podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh so the plan was to to sell most of the watches to consolidate it up, right? I have about ten watches. Yeah, ten watches that I uh I could wear often, but I only wear uh three to four of them, right? Right. Uh so I was like, okay. Now I have six of them to sell, but that free up some money. <laughs> right. So I could just go up um, with my watches. So if I sell the G10, I still like CWC. And recently they posted on a website coming up. It's not out yet. Uh, CWC limited edition, the pilot chronograph. The yeah. thing is, those are cases. That was for the Royal Air Force. Yes. Yeah. The, the, those are, are cases um, that they, they built for the uh, Air RF. 
and the Navy, Royal Navy as well. So there, there's oh, the there, Navy, yeah, yes. They, so they, there were two serial numbers, but the same cases. So if the serial number was six BB, that was for the uh, ARF, and if the serial number ended by oh zero five five two, that was for the Navy. I think you mean the RAF, right? RAF, yes, yeah, the yes. Royal Air Force, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, they had like, well, they found quote unquote, but you know, it's PR, <laughs> that's marketing, uh, new old stock of those cases, right? And they also found <laughs> right. About a hundred of those original Valju seven seven three three movement. Okay, right. Um, so the design. Oh, that's very cool. I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know that they so, found the movement. So the movement and the cases are from the eighties. Oh. And they found a hundred of those. I, here quoting here found because I'm pretty sure they just had them and they decided to do something now with it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, but yeah. So the thing is now you. It's not out yet, but you will be able to order your um, CWC Pilot Chronograph. They call it the um, limited edition value uh, from them. Either with the original <laughs> dial from the 80s. They had a surplus of dial that was with the uh, Trichim. Yeah. Right? And with the ends that goes with it, with the same dial as well. They still don't, they won't give you any loom because they're 40 years old now. But you can still have a fully built, brand new, old stock movement case and dial from 1982 right from cwc right and they ship your watch with uh the open case back so you can see that nice cwc uh nice volume movement that stamp cwc oh my gosh that's wonderful it, it is <laughs> it's a clean up value yeah. and, and in the case they're going to give you the um uh close case back as original so you can change okay. it if you, you want to it. right you just screw it on enough yes yeah. And um, if you want, I wouldn't do that. You can opt for the same price. They won't charge you more to have a brand new dial in hand so you can have a super loom on it. Yeah, some people want that, yeah. Some people want that, but I think you pay... You, you pay for the vintage feel. Yeah. Go full on vintage, Like right? Dimitri went with the Helsolite and the... But some people want the Sapphire Sandwich, right? So they get Sapphire Crystal, Sapphire Crystal back. Yeah. Not the, not the acrylic... Uh, the Helsolite, sorry. Because they go, no, this is going to be my only watch and I want to be able to bang it and Sapphire is not going to scratch it. Like, well. Yeah, so so that's that's really on my radar. I'm on the wait list. Wonderful, wonderful. But, but, but I'm expecting it to be expensive, so we'll, we'll see. What about this beauty? Yeah, so the thing is, um, I, that's not tim- something else that Kevin told me during my uh, research <laughs> in life about watches. Uh, it's at some point you're going to look into vintage. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, watch out, guys. Rabbit hole. <laughs> um, and I was like, I don't know. You know, what? vintage watches are small. I'm a bigger dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I wouldn't know, right? Yeah. And I was, another time, watching uh, John Wick, the movies. And the whole franchise is sponsored by Califf Booker. So I was like watching the movies in my house, laptop on my lap. I was like, eh, let's go look on the... Chrono 24. What, what's, what's a Caliph Booker word? Right? And not only that, then you start reading about the brand. Yeah. And it's still owned by what's the same Call family. Booker doing? Yeah. So I start reading. I was like, oh, God damn it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Carl. Calm down. Everything's okay. As soon as I say that, next page, found a shop in the US, Time Titans, that had a vintage chronograph that was 40 millimeters. Yeah. Right? Caliph Booker with a Lemania. 1873 movement and that was a monster back then you go why is it so large <laughs> that's what they used to say back then yeah, 40 yeah, millimeters yeah. <laughs> what are you crazy <laughs> i wore 34 <laughs> so i was like okay and what's the price i was like oh, under, under two thousand dollars i was like oh oh buy now oh no Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so I got. Uh, Who's I, not I, eating tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Ramen and craft dinner. Here I come. <laughs> so yeah, I got my first vintage watch. Vintage watch, and it served two purpose. I wanted a vintage in my collection. My vin- my collection was growing and growing. Yeah. I, f- I felt like I needed something a bit more a more vintage, and I needed a chrono. I had my lunar pilot, but that was pretty much it. And Pretty modern and stuff, but this is different, yeah. Yeah, well, modern sixty. <laughs> I know, but this is a, a modern reinterpretation, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? This is like fully. So, so that watch for me served two purpose: was to scratch the itch for vintage yeah. and fill the gap I had in Chronos. And but I have to say, that's just a, it's a you have a wonderful watch collection here. Yeah, yeah, but really that, really that, that patina on the dial 
like yeah. the, the silver the, the bricker is almost fade out it's gonna get even better yeah, yeah the like the blue in, uh, indication for the first five minutes on the sub dial that a red line at 15 minutes uh it's really beautiful um is that like yacht skipper feel to it yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, and the sizing for a vintage watch is perfect oh, but yeah. that's the only thing that I, i could have personally have a hard time is the sizing on well um, is this if you look vintage and there's another thing for listeners out there if you go chronograph you'll get something larger you'll get something wearable yeah not everyone's like us it's true though like dimitri loves the pull router and the one thing i've always i mentioned to him i go remember it's 34 And I have 36. And 36 for me, my wrist, is the limit. Maybe Dimitri could pull off a 34. He could maybe because he's much more slender than us. Yeah. But uh, my brother, Glider, who's 6'4 and like 260 pounds, whatever you say. He's, he's a like, rugby player, your brother. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, he's like, oh, I really like it. I'm like, it's 34. He's like, I found this beautiful gold Zenith. I'm like, it's 34, Glider. Because I could wear it. I'm like, yeah, you could, but it won't look good. It looks like a it looks like a dime or nickel. It looks like a nickel on your wrist, right? It's just because you're a larger you're a larger gentleman. And so I'm not I'm not going to hate on anyone who wants to buy a smaller watch. But dress watches vintage are relatively smaller. Yeah. If you shop at the Chronos, you're going to get something that might be 36, 37. And 36 for a Chrono is small, but it wears okay. You, mm -hmm. know, you get away with it. Yeah. But you're a larger dude like me. Mm -hmm. We have to wear uh, yeah. larger I, I, watches. I'm 6'237 pounds. So. Exactly. I'm six feet and I'm like 220 pounds, 218 now. Yeah. But, the, the, but, it's, but I'm not particularly a, an enormous dude. No, at two, no, no. Six feet, two, two, 220, 215. The, but my wrist is seven and a quarter. Mm -hmm. And I want to be comfortable. My Nomos is 38. And it's but it's all dial. Yeah. I have the Rolex date just upstairs, 36 millimeters, but it's fluted bezel jubilee, so it pops. It's the limit. <laughs> Smaller than that won't work. Um, so the last watch I'm going to talk about today. Yep. Um, that was I think it was a good, like it's like a grail level, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so we, okay, listeners will maybe remember one of the episodes of the Kevin and Dima scream the most. <laughs> yeah, one of them. <laughs> one of them for sure. Yeah. Um, I I waited 18 months or a year and a half to get it. I I lost an opportunity once to get it, and I was sure I was not able, ever able to get it again. Um, it's my my Rolex, the Air King. Um, when I was when Kevin was looking into Rolex, I was looking as well, and you know what, the Air King popped out because of the first the backstory for it yeah it's very linked to you yeah with the, the bloodhound the bloodhound project is the fastest like ground vehicle in the world uh rolex the ssc ssc right, bloodhound yeah. yeah uh and it was a uh, university in the uk yep. project right mm -hmm. an engineering project just building the fastest ground vehicle and rolex uh sponsored the school pretty much and offered to build all the dials for the, the right. car yeah. and they look so beautiful the dials in the actual bloodhound yeah yeah they're beautiful right was a speedometer was it a speedometer or was it a uh, what was it there one was, was time one was rpm okay one was rotation per minute one was yeah. the actual time yeah um, of course it's doing time <laughs> <laughs> i'll do the fuel gauge like no you're doing the time uh, and those gauges look beautiful And yeah. they also look like they weigh like 50 pounds each, even if they're size oh, of yeah. like uh, no range <laughs> pretty much. But they're re really, really beautiful. So Rolex, when they redid the Air King in uh, 2014, 15, that the model came out, yeah. they pretty much took inspiration for those dials that were unique for the Bloodhound project. They didn't really take any, besides the, the font that was Rolex, but the design per se was really unique for that project. And they pretty much stamped that design language to the new Air King. And I was like, ooh, nice. Like, I, I like cars. I like thing that goes fast, and it's pretty much an explorer dial with just more numbers. <laughs> right. Also, right. Uh, so for me, it was a it pretty much uh, check a lot of the boxes. It was on my short list, by the way, between yeah, yeah. that and the Milgauss. You got a Milgauss, and I can understand yeah. why. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so I got the call once at 80, and I just purchased another watch. I was not able to justify it. about almost eight thousand dollars like seven seven and a half i think before taxes for this one and i was like oh, they're never going to call me again yes <laughs> i was like i'm gone i'm done it's a good investment because you get selling it all your money yeah, yeah like anyway. you leave the store and it's twice push the money almost, to shove. right push, push comes to shove yeah so i was like oh like you know it's so hard to get a rolex i i had the, the first call after six months because i was with you and you bought a purchase watches with them like every other week <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. so i was like 
part of the good good customers. You come here often? Not really. Hey, Kev. It's like, shh, fuck <laughs> No. <laughs> talking to that good <laughs> you, you just turn around. You hear something? They go, hey, Kev. You turn around. You look behind you. Who? Who? <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh, man, I, I'm not going to get it, right? Uh, and took a year. Took 12 months after that. So a year and a half. So they called me. And the money that I saved on the bill, like I said, I put in, in stock. I was like, ooh, it's your day to shine now. Day to shine now. Day to cash and out. I went mid of the week. I booked my schedule. I moved a meeting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm going now. I was like, like just call my bank. I, I did the same. I was like, I called my bank. I was like, there's somebody who's going to move a lot right now. It's me. It's okay. When he, when he got my milk glass, he goes, when can you be here? I'm like, I'll be there now. <laughs> I'm I away. Drove, I drove. <laughs> Literally, I canceled. I moved the meeting I had. <laughs> yeah. And I felt shitty because I moved the meeting to like, it was a Friday. Yeah. And I moved the meeting I had that I had at like one and it was lunch, like 12. So I was like, okay, I need two hours opening to get there, buy it, drive back and have, get my meeting by two. I moved my one o'clock meeting to a 4 p.m. Oh. on a Friday. So <laughs> I'm not going to say who it was or whatever. They, I don't know. I have meetings at 4 p.m. anyway on Friday. Yeah, yeah. But that person knew they'd been like, son of a bitch. <laughs> For a purchase. And I feel bad about that, yeah, to this uh, day. But, but it, you, bah, bah, it's still reasonable. You, it's, uh, it's working out. Do hours, you? Huh? It's business. It's business. Like, yeah, yeah. what? Oh, I need it an hour. Like, no, I don't even have lunch. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like that person is paid to be at, at available yeah, yeah. for forty hours a week. Yeah, yeah. That Rolex is gonna show up once in a life, yeah, yeah, lifetime, yeah, yeah. right? But so, I like, I could have so, taken a sick day to go get it. I would have really done it. But um, yeah, but hold the watch for like a day or two max, right? Not for me. Me, I could say I'm coming after tomorrow. Yeah, and they'll yeah, be okay. Mr. Big customer. No, but it's because there's a certainty. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm taking it. I'll yeah. be there and I'll be there tomorrow. Mm. Like, okay, fine. Yeah. As long as they're working. I think that's more of the deal. It's not that they'll hold it. If they're working the next day, mm. they're fine. Because I think as the the folks that have it, the guy has it, he goes, my client wants it. He goes, mine, mine. <laughs> and everyone's like, give it to me, give it to me. Your guy doesn't want it. I'm taking it right now. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. My guy's going to take yeah. it. But So, yeah, that was that, the biggest, my biggest watch purchase. It still is. Uh, my Rolex. And... It's all you know. Use up. that term. Use that term. Uh, like you win and what? Like I think in watch collecting, I think that that's kind of like it. Mm, and yeah. it doesn't have to be to anyone out there. If they're like, if if a tutor is your like grail, hell, even if a Seiko, a thousand dollar Seiko could be your grail. If you're in watch collecting, or you're an enthusiast of watches. Yeah. Um, I, I'm nothing against it. I think that's great. Mm. I think it's gr- I think it's 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 great that you know what it is that you want you know yeah. I, I almost admire that more when someone goes no this is my three watch collection I love it it's everything that I want versus a guy who has 1500 watches so like um, the one person who goes no this <laughs> like is my <laughs> diver this is a story behind it no but I but there's a few that I'm like this is the one I like I yeah. my, my, my boxes where I'm like my 18 like 19 watches I'm like these are the ones I'll never touch because I really love mm. um, but I don't get them just to get them either but I have to say that's wonderful. Do you know what I love about that watch? The one thing I love the green. Oh, the yes. Use, and I love, 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 which I think is the perfect touch. Because the the three, the nine and the six are like these highlighted indices, right? They're yes. larger. It's the like a yellow crown that they put on this is mm. absolutely so, so the crown perfect. logo on the dial. Yes. Yeah. But putting it and making it yellow. Yeah. Making it gold, right? Is just the absolute perfect. I love the font mm. of Air King. And and that green and yellow for me, I don't know why, but it's green. Um, Rolex. PGA? Hmm? Like the PGA tour? It Those? does to you, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but to me, it screams Rolex. Yeah. Uh, Every box is so green some, with that, yeah, with that s- crown. Something, two things that that Rolex gave me. One was understanding even better the brand. Yeah. Right? I, I was trying to get a Rolex, but with uh, some, of, some understanding about it. Owning one, wearing one, I went, okay. You get it. Okay. That's w- yes, right? It's like Porsche. Yes, exactly, right? Second thing too is owning that and I, I think I wore it for like two months nonstop. I look at all my other watches. And you go, what the fuck, guys? I was like, why? Why do I have that many watches? Yeah. I need to sell most of them and... Buy more Rolexes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if I, I wanted the donor. Yeah, good luck. Uh, but not, not necessarily more Rolexes, but I was like, maybe for me, I, I went through... Um, different steps into my watch collecting but now it's the time to consolidate it higher sell some of watches have the same value as a collection but less pieces i agree right and i think you're looking into something similar i am i, right. I want to like consolidate all my seikos to buy a grand seiko 
and that's it, right? You're taking the same value as yeah. on multiple units to have one. And 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 you know, I'll be honest, I have too many watches. Like in the sense, I'm like, I <laughs> don't, know. I don't, I don't, I don't want this many. I want to get rid of them, so I want to sell them. Mm. Um, but there are some I'll tell you that I like knowing that they're there, that I can wear them, even though I don't wear them too often. I'll give you an idea. The COVID happened. <laughs> they're nice. Side I have that beautiful Hamilton Rose Pacer, the like, vent- like yep. the Ventura style. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful watch, right? Tougher to wear under the conditions of COVID. Well, sorry. For me, it's been tougher. Anyone will be like, just fucking wear it. You're right. Um, but, I find you. My, but I find myself like in the summer right now, I'm mostly gravitating to 100 meters of water resistance and above. I'm outside. I jump in the pool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's a little bit of, uh, of the, um, the, the appetite that I have. But listen, I'll be honest. I think that this is a wonderful collection. I think you've done a really good job, uh, to be honest, for someone who has... Uh, got into the hobby relatively recent. Two years? Yeah. You know, people who get into it tend to make a lot more mistakes. You didn't make many mistakes. I've Are seen. you saying I'm perfect? No, <laughs> definitely not. The <laughs> <laughs> only no. thing you do well is watches everything else, Carl. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally, do you see the hubris that you have? I go, so you, I think you've done a good job. So you're saying I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's your logic. Not bad. So you're saying I'm perfect? perfect? <laughs> you heard that, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, okay, the hubris, so, yeah. Yeah, no, but so, I think you've done a wonderful job. I think it's a great collection. Thanks. A lot of variety. Yeah. Um, a lot of field. <laughs> what? A lot of field watches. A lot of field. Yeah, a lot of field. Definitely. So let's wind this down. And maybe you know what we can do in my collection over uh, maybe a two-part episode. <laughs> or like a full month. Yeah, four-parter. <laughs> four-parter. <laughs> It'll just be a meal alone. And this one was <laughs> bought. You're just like, ugh. <laughs> Kevin, you just record this one on your own. So let's unwind this. B- if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us, bigblackclockteam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults. Let us know if there's any pieces you want us to review with, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. And for those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we'll see you next week. Bye.